Hey there, my name is Allie Robinson. I am a certified personal trainer and running coach, and I am here to love, support, and guide you through this amazing journey to crushing your goals. We will talk about all things running, racing, strength training, nutrition, and weight loss without forgetting the real talk like mental health and motherhood. It's like a coffee date with your bestie, except I have the credentials, personal experience, and client testimonials to back it all up. So grab your favorite water bottle, put on your headphones, start your workout, and join me for something wonderful. Race day will be here before you know it. So I'm sure that all of those excited, nervous race day jitters are starting to set in which can make getting all the things on your to-do list done a little overwhelming. Because trust me, in the craziness of the days leading up to the race, you don't want to be mixing up your travel plans or forgetting your headphone charger. So I created the perfect race day checklist to walk you through all the things that you want to check, double check, and remember in the months, weeks, and days leading up to your race. The best part is it's completely free. You can download your free race day checklist now. The link is in the show notes. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Something Wonderful podcast. Before we go ahead and get started, I am going to read us another review from Apple Podcasts because these reviews are so amazing and I am so grateful for every single person that has taken the time to write us a review or to rate us on Spotify. It means so much to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you. This review says, I've been a longtime lurker on social media and recently took the plunge to work with Allie. I couldn't be more thrilled with her podcast. It's relatable, digestible, and feels welcoming for beginners through the experienced runner that needs some grounding. I appreciate that I can listen and feel more confident and motivated. I'll certainly continue to tune in. Thanks, Allie, for the positive and supportive podcast. Ah, these are so good. I love them so much. So again, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. If you want me to read your review, please uh, leave a review on Apple Podcast. Or you guys, if you don't have Apple Podcast, I still would love feedback on the show. So you are welcome to send me an email about any feedback, good or bad. I like constructive criticism uh, for the show. So thanks, guys. Moving on to today's running term of the day. This one's a good one, you guys. So today's running term of the day is BQ, which is stands for Boston Qualifier or Boston Qualifying Time. So the Boston Marathon is one of the oldest marathons, and uh, it's a huge race thousands and thousands and thousands of runners show up every year to run this marathon. And it's a tough marathon to get into um, because so many people want to run Boston. So because of that, Boston has very strict 
qualifying times. That means that you have to run a specific pace or under a specific pace, depending on your age and gender, in order for you to qualify for the Boston Marathon. And just because you qualify for the Boston Marathon doesn't mean you'll actually get in. So it's a tough race to get into. Um, And the time, the qualifying times are really, really tough. These are paces that are really difficult to kind of maintain for 26.2 miles. So you might hear someone say that a BQ is on their bucket list or it's a goal that they're working towards to one day um, run a Boston qualifying time because it is such an honor and it is such a an accomplishment to run these very kind of strict and kind of um, audacious running times or marathon times. So that is a BQ, of course, if you dream of running Boston. Um, you can get in or you can get a Boston entry through like a charity ticket. Um, that does not require a, a pace time or a qualifying time. So, you know, getting a BQ is not the only way you can run Boston, but that is what a BQ is. So it's a good term to know. If, so if you see it online, you know what it means. So, moving on to today's topic, I told you guys that for the next couple episodes, um, we are going to be focusing on running half marathons and full marathons. So, today, we are talking all about how to pick a race, because if you just Googled, like, half marathons in the U.S. or half or full marathons in the US or you know pick a state you're going to find hundreds of races and it can be a little overwhelming because how do you choose which race to sign up for which race is going to be right for you so i'm going to go over some things that you can kind of consider before signing up for a race and some of the things that you should kind of think about um you know as you are going through and uh, seeing which one is best for you. Okay, so I have about seven things for you that I think will really help you to kind of dive on in and really feel good about the race that you are choosing. So the first thing that I want you guys to think of, uh, think about before picking a race is What type of experience do you want for your half or full marathon? So example, do you want to be um, a part of a smaller, more local race? Do you want it to be a major race? Do you want to be running with thousands of people? Do you want your race to be very urban and in a city running through city streets? Or do you want to be someplace in nature that has a beautiful view or is maybe more trail-based? And, uh, you know, uh, you know, do you want to run someplace iconic, right? You could run a marathon in Disney World or across the Golden Gate Bridge. 
There are so many amazing races here in the United States and all over the world that, you know, before you pick a race, I really want you to think about what experience you want to have. Because all of those factors that I kind of just listed off are going to impact the experience that you have on race day. And there is no right or wrong answer to this, but I really want you to envision your race and the way you dream of it being. Because if you imagine, you know, seeing hundreds of bystanders cheering you on and cowbells and holding up signs, you're probably going to want to run a more major race. You're not going to maybe be happy if you're doing a, a smaller, more local race where only a couple hundred people are running. And, you know, there's a few bystanders cheering you on, but it's not going to be like a rock and roll marathon where there's bands playing and thousands of people cheering and it, it's almost like a party atmosphere. So, you know, really think about the experience that you want, because if the idea of a bunch of people watching you and crowds and lots of runners kind of freaks you out or scares you, then maybe a smaller race is best for you. So think about the experience and that will help narrow down the different races. The next thing that you have to consider, so number two, is budget and travel. You know, (laughs) I always kind of joke that whoever said that running is cheaper than therapy uh, obviously wasn't a runner because running can get expensive, especially by the time you look at shoes and socks and running clothes and, um, you know, hydration vests and fuel. Running gets pricey. And then you add on top the price of a race, the price of travel it can be quite expensive. So I want you to think about what your budget is and if travel fits into that. Because a lot of these like more major races tend to be a lot more expensive just to sign up for the race, let alone travel expenses. Um, Whereas smaller, more local races tend to be a little bit more affordable. And especially if you could find something within driving distance of your house, then you don't have to, you know, outside of gas, you don't have to worry about like hotel stays, um, you know, food for travel and things like that. Uh, You know, Airbnbs, whatever renting a car, you know, just things can get expensive. So think about your your budget. Think about what it would cost for you to travel to these races and see if it's in the works for you now. Maybe for your very first race, maybe you want to do something a little bit more local so that way friends and family can be there to cheer you on. And then later on, as you're more comfortable or you have a bigger budget, then you can do maybe some of these bigger races that you have to, you know, travel for and kind of make a little runcation out of it. The third thing that I want you to consider when looking for a race to sign up for is the time frame that you have for training. If you want to run a marathon, but your longest runs are currently 
10 miles long, I probably wouldn't pick a race that happens next month, right? You're going to want a little bit longer to train and build up your mileage. So make sure that you're picking a race that gives you plenty of time to train and prepare. So when you're picking out your race, you know, think about how long are you going to need to train and look at for a race within that time frame. The next thing that I want you to consider is that as you are picking out a race um, that gives you enough time to train for, right, think about what time of year that's going to put your race day at. Um, You know, what is weather going to look like on race day? Is it going to be cold? Is it going to be hot? Is it summer, spring, fall, winter? You know, what kind of weather are you going to be expecting on race day? And is that the type of weather you feel comfortable running in? And also think about your training, right? If you are doing a fall marathon, that means that you're going to be training through the summer when it's maybe really, really, really hot. And same thing goes for like spring races. If you're doing a spring race, that means that you're going to be training through the winter. So are you going to be able to run in the winter wherever you're at? So here, I'm in Miami, right? So I prefer to do spring marathons because then I can train through the winter when it is cooler here as opposed to fall marathon or fall marathons where I have to train all summer when it is incredibly hot and humid here. But if you live somewhere like, you know, Minnesota and you've got very, very, very cold winters, you might want to think twice about signing up for a spring marathon because you might be then doing runs in the snow or on the treadmill if the weather is, is too cold for an outdoor run. So really think about what the weather is going to be like for your training and race day and make sure that those are things that you are going to be comfortable with and can work with. The next thing to consider when looking for a race is what type of terrain or environment is your race going to be at? Is there a ton of hills or is it super flat? Is it going to be paved roads? Is it going to be dirt roads? Is it a sandy beach? Is it trails? It's good to know what type of terrain you're going to be looking at on race day. And then also what type of altitude, right? If you live at sea level like I do here in Miami and you're training to run a race someplace uh, that has a ton of altitude, you're going to want to be kind of mentally and physically prepared for that. So make sure you know where your race is located and what to expect for the course, Uh, because you want to make sure that you can kind of replicate that or just be ready for that type of environment, altitude, terrain when it, it comes to race day. The next thing that I want you to think about 
is how you actually sign up for the race. Like I was talking about with Boston um, earlier in the episode, you know, a lot of these major races are on a lotto system, which means you sign up for the race and it doesn't guarantee you entry to run the the marathon or half marathon. You enter and then um, after a certain date, they will email you to tell you whether or not you got into the race or if you're put in on a waiting list or, you know, whatever. So if, if you're looking to do one of these major races, you know, if there's a lotto system, you know, what's your plan B? If you don't get into that specific race, is there another race that you want to do? Are you just going to try to get into this race next year? What is your plan for a lotto system based race? Another thing to think about is, you know, if you are planning on doing a charity spot, what is required for that charity? You know, how much money do you have to raise? Um, You know, how are you going to raise that money if you're doing a charity spot? So just some things to think about. Uh, Of course, if you're doing these smaller local races, um, some of them maybe will sell out. So you have to sign up within a certain time frame. So you can't just wait until like the week before a race because you need to make sure that you can sign up before the race sells out. Um, Yeah, so make sure that you look into how to actually sign up, what that process looks like, um, you know, when is your cutoff to sign up so that way you can get into the race that you want to do. The very last thing that I want you to consider before signing up for a marathon or half marathon is the race cutoff times. Because if this is your very first race and you have no idea how long it's going to take you to finish, it can be very nerve wracking if there is a cutoff that is maybe close to what your pace is. Um, so I think about like Disney. So Disney running like the the half or full marathon at Disney World, Disney has very, very strict cutoffs. Uh, a lot of reason because they've got to get those parks opened up, right, to the public. So they can't have people just kind of lollygallying on the the course all day. So they have very strict cutoffs. And if you're doing your very first half marathon and you don't know if you're going to make that three and a half hour cutoff, then you might want to look at a race that doesn't isn't so strict. So um, I tell my clients that if they're doing their very, very first half marathon, they might want to consider doing a half marathon that is attached to a full marathon. So that means like the half marathon and the full marathon are going on at the same time because for full marathons, typically the cutoff is going to be about six or seven hours. So regardless of doing your half marathon or the full marathon, at least you have a little bit longer of a cutoff time so you don't have to worry so much about getting kicked off or disqualified from the race. 
So that is what I want you to consider before signing up for a half or full marathon. Consider the experience that you want to have. Think about your budget and travel expenses. Consider how much time you have to train for your race. Pick a race that is going to work out for you depending on the time of year and when you are going to be training for this half or full marathon. Think about the terrain, the altitude, hills, pavement, trails. Think about what type of environment you are training for. Make sure you understand how you enter the race, whether it's a lotto system, whether there's cutoffs for when you are allowed to sign up, whether you are getting a charity spot, make sure you understand how to sign up and what that looks like. And then last but not least, make sure that you understand what the race requirements and restrictions are so you can sign up for a race that has race cutoff times that you feel comfortable with. Okay, so I know that is kind of a lot of things to to think about, but if you can go over those seven things, it will make race day feel a lot more comfortable because you will have put a lot of research into the race that you have signed up for. So you guys tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. What races are you guys currently signed up for for this upcoming year? Or what races are you guys considering signing up for? I would love to hear just, you know, some audience feedback. I want to hear what races you've got planned, what races you want to do. You can send me an email or you can send me a DM on Instagram because I would love to just get more feedback from you guys on what you guys are doing and I want to be a part of it. So send me a message. I'd love to hear what you guys got cooking for this upcoming year. Uh, But other than that, you guys, that is it for me today. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I will talk to you guys very soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Something Wonderful podcast. To show your support for the show, please take a moment to rate and review wherever you are listening to your episodes. You can follow me on Instagram at something underscore wonderful, and you can even join my free Facebook group, Weight Loss for Runners. And remember, my friends, until next time, you are something wonderful.